Hi, everybody, and welcome to another spooky mini of games. My mom found I am Mike Hubbard, who's wandering to town with me tonight. Michael K. Hughes. At America. Helena. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to our, our first mini with guests, because we don't normally do this when we do minis. It's like the first follow-up episode to a game we've already covered, too, right? Yep. We, we are going to be talking about Silent Hill 2, Born from a Wish, which is the sub-chapter that comes on the Greatest Hits version in the yeah, PS2. Like, cool. Yeah, like Apparently. a prequel thing. I think it came out with the Xbox version. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. I can't remember. I think it came out with the Xbox version, Greatest Hits version, then got it for the PlayStation 2. And then when it came out with PC later, it also had it on there. I know it wasn't on the original version because I I had the original I have the original PS2 version. I never played this because it wasn't there, so I remember that because ah. <laughs> I would have played it back then. My my wife was equally like, "What are you talking about? That's not a thing." Let's uh, spend a later surprise. Version, <laughs> it's real. I don't know why it exists, but it's real. <laughs> oh, and before I go too far, if you want to hear, we will be spoilers of Sound Hill Two because, well, yeah. And if you want to hear all about Sound Hill Two, check out episode eighty with Helene and Adam. We're on that one also. Definitely go check that out. And so this this sub chapter starts off where you play. You don't play as James. You play as you play as Maria for some reason. <laughs> and you wake up. The game starts off with her sitting in a chair holding a revolver with one bullet, and she's holding it to her head. If I remember correctly, and she's like uh, talking I don't about killing herself. She was definitely talking about suicide, but I don't think she was holding it up to her head yet. You are correct. Yeah, I'm watching it right now as we talk. So, <laughs> It's just very strange. Like I, I didn't, I, I don't understand what was happening. I still don't understand what I just played. <laughs> yeah. So she wakes up in like a back room of a strip club called Heaven's Night, and in the third game, they actually say that she's modeled after a stripper there, or is a stripper there? Huh. Okay. So now you pass through that strip club as as James when you're going through the game. It might even be where he first runs into her. Maybe. I can't remember. It's been a little bit since we played that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's I'm still quite trying to understand how long she's been in Silent Hill at this point. The way that she's talking later on or someone is talking to her, it seems like it's implied that she's only recently come into consciousness. Yeah, that's how I took it. That's okay. what because that's what that one guy, Ernest, when you find him and he's talking to you, that's what it sounds like. I can't remember if he even says the lines you're born from a wish or something, but it sounds like you were. It does make it sound like she was just created, like she didn't yeah. exist before because mm-hmm. she's not real. Yeah, he definitely implies that he knows what she is. Well, Silent Hill is a special place. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cool that it exists. Like, I don't even really know how to explain it exactly. Like you, you wake up, you, as you were saying, you start out in this place and then you and then it doesn't take long. You're off running around through Silent Hill. And that was kind of cool to be back in the town again. I mean, there's no point. <laughs> kind of cool. Because we still run into the same problems we ran into with James's campaign. It was just like it lets you go so many places that you don't need to go. And you're just blocked off in very many directions. And all the I- enemies are back. Yeah, well, there's only like two enemies in this thing and like two weapons. <laughs> I, you know, if if I would have thought like this was a demo, like just got it in my Game Informer magazine or whatever magazine or ordered it with a pizza and this said like Silent Hill to demo. And it was co- sort of like what PT was, you know, like it. this was going to lead up to something. But we wanted to show it off in a way that would continue the story. I think this would be amazing oh, yeah. for them to call it like a sub chapter or something like that. And it, it's this short kind of like 
Why did we need this? I don't think it did. Like, it didn't answer any questions for the actual game or really add any value to it, in my opinion. It's very yeah. valid. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I was expecting something different. Like, in the, and when you're running around town, you can collect tons of bullets. You can collect tons <laughs> of health drinks. And I'm like, okay. And there's, you don't need it. Like, there's nothing to this. It's a very small chapter. It's just weird that it even exists. But I, I do see where Adam, like, I could see this. Like, this should have been like a demo to get you excited for the game. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds perfect for what this was. Maybe it, maybe it was a plan at one point. I, I don't know. Uh, I, if, I didn't look up any of this information. If that were the case, though, you'd think it would have came out, like, along with the original version, not just the greatest hits, like, after the fact. Yeah, that would make more sense some way to promote it that i mean because you're i mean again it just reused assets but now you're playing as maria which plays exactly like james except for the only the only melee weapon she gets is a butcher knife which is not that useful <laughs> no it's the the chinese cleaver as the game calls it oh my God. yep mm-hmm. <laughs> could have just and stopped like, the cleaver <laughs> and when you run around the town like you everything is locked every door is locked and everything is blocked off except for one place you have to go to. And I could not figure out what to do. I ran around the town a bit. I'm like, the guy telling me to go east. I'm like, I don't understand. And then I figured out, oh, look, there's a door of blood underneath it. Go in there. (laughs) (laughs) It took me longer than it should have. Fair. (laughs) I mean, the the Baldwin house is all new, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That all I could think of was Resident Evil. When when you go inside the house. 100%. It's the first note I have. This is very Resident Evil mansion. (laughs) I just kept thinking that one quote from Barry. What a, is it? Adam, you played in the first game, isn't it? What a strange house or something like that. I, I can always, I forget that because immediately after that is here, take this Jill. The master <laughs> of lock picking will know how to use this. Uh, oh, that game. You were almost a Jill sandwich. I hope this isn't Chris's blood. God, that game. But that's all I could think of. Like it, but it was cool. Like I, I didn't have a problem running around playing as Maria. I, uh, of course, I didn't use the revolver until the very end because I had to save all my ammo for nothing. <laughs> you know, that's how you play these games. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I got lucky. I went in to change something in the the settings. Oh, I changed it from two D control to three D control to put it on tank controls. I learned my lesson last time, and uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder what's in the uh, the secret options. And since we had beaten the game, I had the option to triple ammo counts. So I, I got like three <laughs> boxes and I had over 100 sh- uh, bullets. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use the revolver then. Yeah, you, you don't need that many in this game. <laughs> I don't think you can fire that many. <laughs> not at enemies. Yeah, right. There's not much. <laughs> so what do you think of the mansion, Adam, when you got in it? Oh, loved it. It it It's I like that it was bright and, and somewhat clean. It was pretty clean for Silent Hill standards. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it because you're used to Silent Hill being dark and rust colored and foggy. Um, just to have something with some vibrancy to it, it added a little bit to the game for me. Like it, you know, playing as Maria through a fresh set of eyes, uh and and Maybe that's how she interprets it, or that's actually what it was, because we know she does meet James very soon, but you never go into the, that you know mansion again or the estate. But no, I just liked seeing a new uh, new scenery of sort. It is creepy. Like, there are no other NPCs in this. Like, you, you meet this other guy, but he's always behind a locked door, and he just talks to you a little bit, but he's very, like, he just wants you to go away and stop bugging him. And yeah. I was trying to figure out that like another person that like Eddie or James that wandered in into Silent Hill and just stuck here. 
he definitely seems like he was an actual person based on what he's trying to accomplish there. What is he trying to accomplish? Exactly. Uh, what is he trying to do? <laughs> any offense so this is gonna it's gonna spoil the ending spoil quotations and ending quotations but uh so you go up into the attic and you find a present and a birthday card for daddy from amy you find out amy was his daughter presumably and she apparently died trying to do some kind of like birthday surprise for him he she fell out of a window in the attic so the only quest goal you have as Maria is to go to the Blue Creek Apartments and get this bottle of white liquid. And the white liquid is the white chrism that James uses for the rebirth ending where he brings Mary back to life. So you also find the Lost Memories book that James has to have. And it has scribbled at the bottom. It says red equals blood, which is the crimson ceremony. White equals mist which is the white chrism and black equals night, which is the obsidian goblet are the four objects that he needs to, to do that ending. So it seems like he's trying to bring Amy back to life. Oh, okay. It makes, makes more sense. Yeah. That answered all of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get any of that from this little bit I played, but then again, I can't remember Silent Hill too. I saw all. one thing on Reddit that, that linked the okay. white, the white liquid to the white chrism. And I'm like, uh, I'll do some research. And I, Came up with that. That was pretty good. That uh, is good. It is like it was creepy as hell, though. I gotta say that wandering around this mansion, it really felt like I was playing a you know like Resident Evil or something of that nature, where I was very creeped out. There's a part when you go in the attic and you hear like a little girl laughing or something that just made me just wanna. I was like, oh god, I got all paranoid. There's nothing there, but that was really good, like horror. I felt. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's go ahead, what I was gonna say is what um, he was saying, like because you can hear, I guess, Ernest at that point saying, "Oh God." she fell or you know something like that if you stick around yeah, yeah. there's a couple of people that talked like call an ambulance or something and, mm-hmm. and the worst is when you're going to leave with the president and you hear amy's like give it to daddy and it's like ah. yeah <laughs> that that creeped me out and just everything about this mansion like i, I as you're running like on the, on the second floor and it, it every it really does look like the umbrella mansion i know it's not but it it looks like they really you could tell they were inspired 100 percent yeah, that upper balcony gave me some serious Spencer Mansion vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and luckily this thing only has one puzzle too, which was nice. Like they they threw it. So Adam, did you? Tra- well, I was going to say, did you try to puzzle legitimately? Then I remembered. Oh yeah, you watched it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, from what I saw, the dude nailed it. <laughs> I, mean, I did too. I just awesome. looked at the guys that all turn right, turn left. All right, awesome, perfect. So you have these three, you get to some like tombstone inside the courtyard, inside this mansion, because I guess you have a courtyard when you have a mansion for some reason. No, hold on. You got to talk about how you get there. You climb up a ladder hidden in the fireplace, climb up and get to this hidden courtyard somewhere in the house. Because that's how fireplaces work, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you have a mansion, you have a courtyard next to your fireplace or on your roof next to your Chimney. There we go. Keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this explanation. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that wouldn't even work in a fireplace because then this it just wouldn't it wouldn't work. <laughs> ah, it, I mean, again, it's just it's it's cool though. Like you get these three boards to put these three boards in to get a key. I mean, I just looked at how what the guy said to do, but it's like it's just an interesting little puzzle. I could see it be uh, if you're into that kind of thing, you know, and don't cheat like me. It could. I think it'd be probably. It looks complicated enough that it would give you a challenge. Uh, I would never have figured that out on my own. I thought it seemed kind of kind of simple because, like you said, there's the three boards and they all have 
holes in them. And the goal is to put the three boards in so you're not showing any of the wall behind the boards. I put two in and I'm like, okay, so I've got these two holes left. So how can I angle this last one so that it covers up those? It only took me two or three tries. So. But you got to put them in a certain order and rotate them in a certain order. I think there are like various solutions to it, though. It's not just one oh, set thing. Okay. Never mind. And that's not as hard as I was thinking. I still wouldn't. I didn't like it. I, I, I mean, it was easy, but I was looking at them like, yeah, I would hate this puzzle. If I was actually trying <laughs> to do this gently, which I was not. Yeah, at least it was it. the only puzzle. Like I noticed when I first started, it was like it didn't ask me for a puzzle difficulty. That's kind of weird. Now I know why. So it's actually for an action difficulty for the, you know, three enemies you might kill. <laughs> so did did when the video you're watching, did that guy keep running into the stupid roaches that are all over the damn place? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they were irritating the hell out of me. Um, they, I also noticed that Maria, whenever she stomps on anything, she like screams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you would do if you're in a terror, you're fighting giant cockroaches and, and things that are trying to hit you with their legs that are attached to their, where their arms should be. I'd be screaming too, I, I bet. I feel like I would scream as they approached, not when I'm killing them. No, you would. Uh, it's like that guttural instinct of just killing and scream. I, it, it makes sense. Yeah, guttural instinct. Good. You would know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam does kill the cockroaches for me because yeah. I am a complete baby when I see them. I'm 100% with you there. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any, thankfully, but I'd probably be in the same boat. I, you know, in Minnesota, I never saw them. But when I moved to Virginia, they're all over the place here. Let me tell you, it's it's like a hellhole. <sighs> we aren't that far away from the real Sound Hill, so. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. They were weird. I mean, if I the cockroaches are in the original game, are in the regular game too, right? Yeah, because one yeah, elevator they, room thing, that okay. asylum room that you get locked in, and you turn on the light, and there's oh. all over the place. They make a really eerie sound though in this game. Maybe they did in the other game too. I don't remember, but it. I mean, it was just it was so creepy. Like I had, I was actually more creeped out playing Born from a Wish than I was playing Silent Hill. <laughs> I don't know why. But I was like it. It made me. I was on edge, even though the guys like there's nothing in this room. There's nothing here. Don't. I'm like I was just on edge all the time with like the the, the random little talking or the fact that like you're in a little kid's room and you kind of figure out like she died. Like it just was very creepy. I didn't. I mean, like I could see how it could be creepy, but I was very um, confused about like sometimes the battle music played. When there was an enemy nearby, but sometimes it yeah. didn't. I, like, I never thought I'd miss the radio, but I had a couple of times where I just <laughs> turned a corner and ran into an enemy because, like, the creepy Earthbound music wasn't playing to let me know there was someone there. Yep. Yeah, that kind of is, uh, you know, because there is no radio, which kind of, I, di- I didn't like that you didn't have a radio. It would have been nice to have one. I, I think that silence in games like these is really unnerving. That's what freaks me out when I'm playing. If I can't hear anything, it... It scares me. Yeah. I, I like, usually don't hear it. Even, even games like Mist that aren't supposed to be horror, but there's just no music, and the only sound is anything that you interact with. It, that kind of stuff always puts me on edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mist is just on edge game in general, because you might not fa- ever figure out the puzzles. <sighs> Fair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for Mist very much. I haven't played it in years, but it... I was like, just like in the whole thing when you get getting the present like you were saying before, that creeped me out. And like, and when you talk to Ernest again after you get the present, he's just like, oh, that you know, he kind of starts to like 
and the fact that you never meet Ernest, you just talk to him between different behind different doors. And when you go in the room, he's not even there anymore. Like he leaves by the time you when you're able to get to him. So as, I was going to say, as we discussed in the last Silent Hill, there's there's a lot of meaning and underlying like, you know, what ifs or what's this mean? And, and a lot of psychological views and stuff like that. And I wonder if Ernest, we don't know how long he's been there. We don't know what it's done to him. We don't know the effect of him seeing somebody else if he wants to know if they're alive or if they're dead. Um, you know, he hints that in the beginning, you know, it, it this place isn't insane. What if we're insane? And maybe staying behind closed doors, knowing what he needs and hopefully, you know, realizing he's insane, thinking that this white liquid could bring back his daughter. It, it's just one of those things where he's like, I don't need to see you. I, I don't care if you're real or not. If you can bring me the liquid, that's cool. You know. And that maybe the same's going on for you because you pick up a teddy bear earlier in the game or in, in this. And she goes, oh, you know, this will be great for Laura. She hasn't even met Laura yet. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't think I saw that. That's cool. Yeah. So it, it's it's now to the point where it, you go into that silent hill. All right. What's this all mean? What could it stand for? And now I need to write a 30 page essay <laughs> off this 30 minute game. I mean, they do make the comment about how the gods are gone or something about gods. And, and for what I do know about Silent Hill, and at this point you already, you know, James is already here. He's in the town at this point. Cause you meet him at the end, but also that because of God, what the hell is her name? The girl, Alessa, Alisa, Alessa, Angela. Uh, well, Alessa is the one that was a god in the first game, and, oh, and since yeah. she's no yeah. longer in the town, the town doesn't have anyone to draw off of exactly, or to control it. I think it's something like that with the with the cannon. Something like that. I kind of know what I'm talking about, but not completely. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that during the the Silent Hill two episode. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So that that's interesting to me, and I feel like because James is the only like one of the few people in this town, it's it it create. I want to say it creates Maria because it's what he's wishing what he's wishing for or wanting or something. It's off his desire or something of that nature. Are you implying that she was born from a wish? Yeah. <laughs> just like it says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause doesn't like you were, I think we were saying Ernest makes that comment about her being. Oh. Yeah. He's like, uh, so you're, that means James. So maybe there's hope after all. So how does he know James? I wonder. So yeah, it definitely implies that they met at some point before this. Yeah, we played. He says that James is a bad man. He's not wrong. Yeah. So it's like he knows that if you're stuck there, then you're there for a reason. You've done something awful or you've been through something awful to get there. Well, if I remember correctly, the game kind of calls out to murderers, too. If you're someone that murdered somebody, the game's going to call you and and not the game, but the town is going to call you and bring you there. Yeah. And then near the end of this, you end up in the apartment building because you're trying to go get that white liquid which now makes a lot more sense. But in that apartment building, there's only one room you need to go into, but you can run around. And I ended up in the room where you fight Pyramid Head in, in the regular version. Nothing there, but I ran into the room. I was like, wait a second. I know this room. There's no water or anything, but it's just there. I mean, that's pretty cool, though. It, it was cool. I mean, I, I know you can go into a different room where that's in the game, like 203, they said you can go into, but there's nothing there at the time. But it's something I think it's, I can't remember Silent Hill 2 as well, but it's something to do with James. I wonder if that's the one with the clock puzzle. I think that was in Blue Creek. Can't remember if it's where I don't even remember where he meets Maria anymore. Yeah, it's been so it's been what, over a month now. Yeah, and that game was not memorable to us when we replayed it. <laughs> but 
the atmosphere was just was so interesting in this. And I maybe it's because I mean, and I also felt much weaker. Like I felt like more vulnerable, mainly because I didn't have a melee. I didn't have a stick to beat my enemies with, where I could hit them one time and knock them down. If you hit them with the knife, it doesn't really subdue them as well. Yeah, it's I don't in the video. Did he try that? Did he try hitting them? Oh no, it was just completely running. Oh, it you can hit them, but they don't go down. Or if you hit the straight jacket guys, they go down and they scurry across the floor. And you can't. And she didn't step on them as well. As well. I don't like that. I don't like this. <laughs> it's not great. It's not not a good thing to see. Yeah. No. And like you go in the basement of this house, that was creepy as hell. Like when you get out of the house, there's a someone spray painted with red spray paint on the wall saying "Haunted House, don't go in here." Mm, something like that. Yeah. It. But the Blue Creek apartments are cool to be in the same area that you went to. You know, in the regular game, even though you, all you do is grab one item and leave, but still. <laughs> And the the room you need to go into is like directly across from where you come in. Yeah, and it also when like when you bring the white liquid to Ernest, he talks about how he's been here for so long and how he just couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And yeah. after he also after he says Maria, the gods are here. He says uh he says he's gotten everything he needs except for the white liquid. By the time he realized he needed that, he couldn't leave the house anymore. But they don't further explain that and that's where he also says he was born here too so maybe maybe he wasn't a denizen of this town maybe he somebody else brought him yeah maybe i don't know i can't see it being something to do with eddie or anything i have no idea no answer sir yeah i know what was the girl's (laughs) name the girl that died abby amy amy i wonder i wonder if she was somehow related to angela maybe but i don't remember angela's last name i don't think it was whatever this guy's last name is yeah he's baldwin it's his his house okay i'm just i'm just spitballing ideas here you sure it wasn't ernest hemingway (laughs) god didn't he shoot himself with a shotgun Ernest Hemingway. yeah i thought he committed suicide with a shotgun he did okay yeah i am i mean back in that time uh it was very popular to stick your head in a stove but i would not not want to go that way that just sounds terrible did people really do that to commit suicide yeah, Sylvia Plath did it. That just, that just sounds like that would be a very not quick experience. Well, when you have gas stoves, um, you would oh. let the gas run. I feel bad. I'm not trying to give anyone a tutorial on this is how you do well, it. They'd have but... to have a gas stove from the 19, from the 1800s probably, too. Yes, exactly. So I don't feel bad because someone has a stove from the 1800s. Either they're time traveling or they collect antiques. I think I think it narrows it down to a very small percentage. I'm curious, though, Ashley. You, you have my curiosity. <laughs> you have my... I um, have a morbid fascination with uh, older suicide techniques of the 19 and 1800s. Hey, it's history. Yes. No, I mean, okay. I was when, I, when you first said it, I was thinking you put your head into a fire and you're just being burned alive. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound pleasant. No, <laughs> no, that's definitely <laughs> not a pleasant one. Um, you wouldn't want to light the fire in the stove when your head's in there. No, well, maybe you blow up real fast. Uh, I, I, don't know, I wouldn't want to find out either way. <laughs> but okay, and so God, what the hell was I? <laughs> we were talking about Ernest and how he's not Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good enough. I'll go with that. So, as you can see, like this is just a strange little thing, and it it ends where she gets into the room where Ernest Hemingway was, and there's nothing there. You just see a the box that you had was a tie, because a tie is a Father's Day gift, I guess. It looked like a pair of gloves or something. Oh, I thought it was a Which tie. Maybe. even weirder. You're right, it is a pair of gloves. Yeah, there's okay, a that, long, true. long pan around that room. Yeah, that, 
I was like, are they I'm trying to why. show off their graphics or what? <laughs> not that good. And maybe 2000, whatever year this came out in, but not now. Guys, we spent 10 months on this room. Let's do a slow pan. <laughs> I mean, it's cool how all this, like the whole mansion was all created just for this little subchapter for some reason. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if there's some other meaning. Like, I, I didn't look up anything about what this chapter means because, you know, that would be good podcasting. So I have no <laughs> idea what meaning there is to this. I, it, it looks like there's a lot of back and forth um, about what it means, but it's generally accepted that it's about um, how Maria came into existence because she was, you know, born from the wish of uh, <laughs> Mary coming back. Okay. And I like how in the end of this, she throws her revolver over the wall and just gets rid of it. And which again makes sense because when you see her, she doesn't have a weapon of any sort. So they had to get rid of the gun. And I feel like either she just all of a sudden she gets the idea. Oh, yeah. Near the end, after you do the whole mansion, before she throws the gun, she puts the gun to her head. Take yeah. her own life. Because Ernest starts to say, like, well, you know what you are. And she cuts him off because she doesn't want to hear it. And then I wanted to hear it. Yeah, as she gets out there. I think she starts questioning what's really real, if she's real. And, uh, Spoiler alert, nothing's real, I don't think. Nope. <laughs> You're in Silent Hill. Nothing makes sense and uh, nothing is real. And yeah, I, I was trying to think of where she throws the gun is where you first get your gun. But I can't. Yeah, remember. I was thinking that too. But I think you find it like a cradle or something. Some kind of weird. I know that's in Bioshock, but I thought it was in this, too. <laughs> I have no recollection of this event. And then all of a sudden, she just says James and starts wandering off to find James. Yeah, they even play a little audio from the actual game. Where you actually first meet up with each other. Yeah. And then, yeah, credits roll. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And it takes about 30 minutes to, to play, too. And then you're just left wondering, like, that was it? What did yeah. I just play? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently what it says is James is both attracted to Maria and fearful what she might represent, and he struggles to understand her. Maria appears to be a manifestation created by James' desperation to see Mary again and fill the void her absence has left in his life. And Bourne's wish suggests that in the beginning, even Maria isn't really sure what or who she really is. But by the time she first encounters James, she's beginning to remember him since the title is called Born from Wish. It could be assumed that Maria is one of James' wishes. So, yeah, yeah it, they don't it, even know. Well, it, it, once again, it goes into all those, you know, it the theories about the game. But when she first meets Ernest, she pauses. She goes, oh, by the way, my name is pauses and says Maria. Now, is she like, is that her name? Does she know she's Mary or does she kind of remember what her name is? And then Maria is the closest thing that she can get. And then she definitely starts remembering James. And then at the end, she's like, all right, I got to go find James for more answers. But you know, my name's Maria. I just chalked it up to early PS2 voice acting for the, the weird pause. <laughs> if yeah, you have some titles on there, it's a little ellipsis. So oh, it's not gotcha. just pause. It's, you know, in kind of intentional. And a couple of the theories that it looks like it has on here is one, it says that they think Ernest is actually dead and he's a ghost and that's why he can't leave. Yeah, I've got a wiki page. It says there's a, an occult magazine, Silent Hill 3, that says the souls of those who died suddenly by suicide or accident don't realize they're dead. Sometimes they stay put and haunt that particular place. So okay. to explain why he's trapped in that house. And anyway. also the warning message where it says the house is haunted. Oh, the yeah. I didn't, so, I didn't get that. I was thinking he was actually, you know, just didn't want to come out or they didn't want to make a 3D model. But <laughs> it's possible too. <sighs> so maybe with Maria helping him finish getting stuff together for the ritual, that's what he needed to, to cross over or whatever. Oh, and I don't know if you remember this, but apparently there's a theory that the author of A Letter and a Wrench and a Key in the Park notes is Ernest Baldwin, since he knows of the sins that James has committed. Hmm. 
Hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's all I got. Any any last thing you want to say about Born from a Wish? It's an odd one. It's one of those things that just like the main game, it just raises more questions than it answers. It you know, and after we got done playing Silent Hill two, and I went in there and I hated it. You know, I started watching. <laughs> You know, like it ruined the game for me, but it did like it, it sparked conversation and I wanted to go watch videos. And oh, man, I went down some rabbit holes and found out so much stuff. And it, it if you have a good like hour and a half, two hours, go down this rabbit hole that is Silent Hill 2 and now Silent Hill 2 born uh, from a wish and just go into all the theories and even like some of the producers and directors like they're like yeah no we definitely took inspiration you know from the psychologist you know it, it and it's it's amazing um and i think that maybe they had more ideas they wanted to do or they had they were like cleaning out their computers like well this part's pretty playable you know it's something we want to do why don't we just release it for the extended portion and make people think again but yeah could be I think we should go to Shelfer Box. And I mean, it's gonna be a tough one, but I'll go first. I'm actually gonna, you know, if I could put this on the shelf because I, I enjoyed it. It was nice and short. It creeped me the hell out. I found out I really don't like big mansions and houses and ghosts. Apparently, it creeped <laughs> me out. So I'm glad I played it. I, I will. Will I ever play it again? No. Will I recommend it? Yes. So going on the shelf, I'm glad I tried it. How about you, Adam? So I think I put Silent Hill 2 on the shelf last time for it just being what it was um you know it and gave the warning that if you play it you know you may may not have fond memories um so since that's on the shelf and this is included in it you know <laughs> by proxy it has to go on the shelf and you know in and, and even if it wasn't by proxy yeah i just wish that it was a demo and not an add-on and if you've never played the silent hill to start with this you know there's no reason to play this afterwards Start with this, get a little bit more story, and then, you know, continue it on through Silent Hill 2. How about you, Helena? Yeah, I mean, I agree with the whole by proxy argument. However, if we are evaluating them as separate games, I don't think this really added any value to the game. I'm going to box it. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand what you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Mike? Yeah, kind of echoing what Helena just said, like it doesn't really add anything to the main game other than that tiny bit of maybe this is where Maria came from, but it's short. There's nothing to it. There's no enemies. There's one puzzle. It's, uh, it's got to go in the box. Like we like Adam said, we we sparked a big conversation about the, the main game, but there's just not enough substance here for that. So no, not really eh, in the box. Oh, yeah, I, that's about it. It was a little different. I wasn't sure what I expected with this one. But it's a mini, so it, it is. I just echo what we did in Silent Hill 2. Everyone's going to be expecting it now. I got to mix it up. <laughs> and Adam, since this is coming out in October, anything you want to plug? You know, I guess we might as well go ahead. You know, make it make sure that I have my uh, uh, timeline set and it's out. But um, yeah, we're going to have um, a podcast starting on our end. Um, it's going to be called Talk Games Chew Bubblegum. Um, you know, we're going to have some special guests along the way. Um, we're going to be talking about games. And we're not going to be chewing any bubblegum because it doesn't make for good <laughs> audio. Uh, but, you know, just like having fun. And uh, yeah, it, hopefully we'll have that released sooner than October. But, you know. Yeah, talk games, chew bubblegum. Bam. And, it, and there will be a link in the show notes to his podcast once it's once it goes live. And I will, so you guys can go follow him on there. 
And also want to say, if you enjoyed this episode, check out episode 80. If you haven't, you should check out episode 80 anyway. We talk about Silent Hill 2. And a lot more detail than we did in these 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> check that out. If you enjoyed this episode, we do lots of other game episodes. We cover all tr- movies, comics. We do more minis just like this. And right now during Spooktober, you have tons of spooky stuff to go check out. And we want to also give an awesome shout out to our intro and outro, courtesy of Bulby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from his EP, Bite the Bullet. Song is a cool kid squad. Definitely check him out. There'll be a link in the show notes. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where I'm constantly posting new images of what's going on with the show. And I want to thank Colleen and Adam for coming back on for another spooky episode. Always a pleasure having us. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. I'll be back <laughs> real soon. Yes. All right, we will see you. We will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.